Today uh, we're going to embark upon knowledge or uh, loving God through what we know about him. We desire, as I've said in this series, that for you to be in Christ, to be in community, which is not necessarily this church, but in, doing life with someone. But above all, we want you to be transformed in the image of Christ. Amen. How many want us to continue to be transformed? Uh, it only gets better. And uh, we believe that happens. You find uh, life in community with others. We, we also understand and learn how to love God more with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And then obviously it transitions to what Christ came to this earth for us to love others. And that's the framework of this series. Today we're in part three of loving God, but part four, uh, sermon number four on this series. And uh, I'm looking forward to it because... Uh, it's uh, in fact I had 96 slides I had to cut them back uh, uh, and I probably have not talked to Susan yet but maybe not this Sunday but week from Sunday night I might do a whole thing on how to study the word uh, from uh, as a supplement and uh, we'll let you know in the emails or by, the, by next week but but think about knowledge think about what you know now versus what you knew a year ago I thought this was interesting a hundred years ago the Eiffel Tower was the tallest thing on earth lots have changed in a hundred years Amen? Uh, how about this? There were no teenagers. Seriously, until 1940s, teens never were fer referred to as teenagers. You basically were either children or young adults. Or, you know, I mean, it was just or youth. And so that's an interesting phenomenon I found. How about this? The appropriate for today. There was no NFL 100 years ago. It actually didn't uh, happen until the 1920s. Now, football was happening, but the National Football League didn't start till a little later. And then groceries. This doesn't blow your mind. We're a little cheaper. How about that? Uh, a loaf of bread was 10 cents. Butter was 68 cents. Eggs, I mean, it, it's kind of cool, isn't it? When we think of knowledge, how about this? Tech knowledge. Tech knowledge, you know. So how, what, what, look at this. How many of y'all remember this? Some of you remember this. You bought one, or at least you had a box that looked like that. 1975 was the very first personal computer. Uh, it, there was a lot of research. There were computers before that, but they filled up rooms. How about the digital cameras? I mean, a lot of you have that on your phone right now. Did you know the first digital camera was in 1975? By the way, that's not 100 years ago. It was only eight pounds. Man, slide that in your front pocket, all right? How about the first cell phone? Compact wow four thousand dollar phone in 1983 lasted 30 minutes how many had a bag phone i did yeah it's crazy where we've come from in fact the first text message didn't really happen until 1992 all right and the first uh, iphone was 2007 before 2007 there's no such thing as an iphone it is a crazy thing to begin to think of knowledge and and so i have some very fancy words for you i thought you need to go say man i i could barely pronounce that but here's some very fancy words about the study of knowledge okay epistemological epistemological so yeah you say it say it with me out loud <laughs> Yeah, look at your neighbor when you get to the second syllable there. Uh, but no, it's a philosophy. It's a study of, of human knowledge. So there is a such thing. You look at, but this is what you'll hear in churches, exil Jesus, okay? Uh, it's the, it's a, looking at something, trying to understand in the context of Scripture what was originally meant. And then there, you've heard of this maybe in church, hermeneutics. These are studies of knowledge and, of course, bringing it in. It's now the interpretation of Scripture as it relates to today 
And today, uh, we need to understand more and more of the scripture. I believe that today, the word of God is the only thing that's going to see us into the future where his kingdom will come and his will will be done. Yes, the Holy Spirit breathing on it, but we need the word of God. We need his inspired word. And so we're going to look at uh, your knowledge of the word. Now, everybody's thinking that, that what I'm talking about is what you either have on your phone or you brought in printed form. But actually, the Bible says in John chapter 1, in the beginning was the what? The Word. That didn't mean that in the beginning they had Bibles. Okay? But the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life still is by the way and that light life was the light of all mankind and the light shines in the darkness and the darkness cannot has not will never overcome it see the the person that we need to be studying the person that we need more knowledge is the word it's jesus christ in fact he's considered the logos when you look at the Logos being God, it means it was active, it's, it's, it's relevant, it, there's, there's so much involved. And yes, the Word, the Logos. Logos is God, therefore is both God and also what? Son of God. It's an essence. It's kind of hard to understand, but let me just say the Word. We need to understand that God wants us to be transformed by knowing Him. Knowing Him through the Son, Jesus Christ. Hebrews chapter 4, and this is a little W, but there's a little debate here. It says, for the Word of God is living and active. And, and it, some people say that's actually representing Christ. Others say it's the printed Word. It's both. Okay, I just want you to know that. Uh, sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing. I was going to, can I just say I almost bought some big swords? Because it's a guy thing. And I don't whether I'd use it one time or not, but they were very expensive. I couldn't get it here fast enough. But I want a Claymore. I want one of those guys that, uh, you know, they come up and, they, you know, because the Lord is not only just a fencing weapon, it's powerful and, and mighty. As it's, it, so it says that dividing of soul and spirit of joints and of marrow and discerning the thoughts and intentions of this heart, oh my goodness, it's going to have to be powerful, right? How about your heart? Logos, the written. Uh, or, or the written word versus logos i love what that reference to the word you go to this reference it's in first peter says for you have a new life look to your name and say i hope you have a new life it's not the life that was passed on to you from your parents for the life they gave you will fade away this one, new one and i'm talking about here that he was referring to as the word will last forever for it comes from christ and i love this i highlight it god's ever living message to you and i to your friends to your family to your children to men mankind he is christ is the word the word is also the ever living did you say ever living with me ever living that means never not living isn't that a great thing and so when we think about knowledge and we think about about you know what we saw the progression of technology it's because people pressed in and researched and investigated and explored see growing in the word is critical Hebrews says this in chapter 6, verse 1, the very first part, it says, there, let us leave the elementary doctrine of Christ and what? Go on to, say that loud with me, and tell somebody you're getting more mature every day. I hang around you. 
Like newborn infants, we're to long, we're to long for pure spiritual milk that by it you can grow up into salvation. You can grow up. It's about growth, knowing the Lord. You want to be transformed, you have to be growing in the knowledge, in the experience, in the, the realization of who the Word is and the Word uh, not only in print but who, we're, who it's talking about. Look at this in Ephesians 4.15 that says this, rather speaking the truth in love, we are to, what was that word again? Grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ. How about this? You're going to see this as kind of a theme here. 2 Peter 3.18 says, But grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and the days of eternity. Amen. We're to grow. We're to grow. You know, we pursue market share, gaining market share, improving bottom lines and profitability, market strategy, targeted market, mass marketing. We we study all of the uh, psychographics and the demographics, and we're we're a culture that that researches how to have an edge on everything we do. Folks, can I tell you what's going to last forever, what will affect today as well as tomorrow is knowing the Word of God. In Colossians chapter 1, it says, and so, and so, kind of gets a great transition here in the message. For the day we heard, we have not ceased praying for you, asking you would be filled. I turn to the other person you're sitting next to and say, I hope you're filled with this. I want you to be filled with this, because here's what they're going to be filled with. This is the prayers that, that, that has been prayed from back when this was written. It says, asking you may be filled with the knowledge of him meaning Christ, the Word, with all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Can I say, if you ever want to pray for your spouse or your children, just read this over them, that they are filled with the knowledge of His will. How many would say, yes, bring it, Lord. I want to know your will for Monday and Tuesday and at lunchtime and for my business and for my family and for my marriage. Bring the knowledge of what a spiritual wisdom and understanding Wow, he offers that. It's found in the outline in the Word of God. So what is knowledge? Not, knowledge is not power. A couple of quotes here. You know, it's not really power. You, you know, I love when people say, oh, that's a really innovative idea. Did you know an idea that's not ever put into action is not innovative? Just an idea. So it's a, it's, knowledge isn't power. No, it's a, it, it's a potential, but you have to give execution to it. Okay, I'm not saying these are theologians I'm putting up here. I'm just saying they're quotes, okay? Without application, and that somehow went wacko, because there's a lot of words above that. Uh, but it, basically, it says knowledge without application leads to self-deception. Knowledge is information, yes. And you can get knowledgeable about something through experience. You can reason with another person. You you can have an acquaintance and gain knowledge. But wisdom is how you can discern that, how you can judge what is true and right and lasting. Knowledge is gathered, what? Over time, through a study of Scripture, you can get a lot of knowledge. I know a lot of you go to Bible studies. You've done Bible studies, and that's wonderful. But can I tell you, that's not where it stops. It's now taking it. It's moving it into wisdom and knowing when to act properly upon the knowledge. It's also a, a fit. It it, it fits the right situation. Let me give you an example here. Knowledge understands the light has turned red. Wisdom applies the brakes. Okay, that wasn't in the Bible, but uh, knowledge sees the quicksand. Wisdom walks around it. Knowledge memorizes the Ten Commandments. Wisdom obeys it. Knowledge learns of God. Wisdom loves Him. 
You see the difference? You know, what does it say in the Bible about knowledge? You know, because you always say, well, I thought you were talking about knowledge, but there it is talking about wisdom and wisdom and knowledge and what is all. So let me tell you, it says this reason knowledge is important is people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge because they've rejected knowledge. There's knowledge in the word of God, but they're rejecting it. They're kind of, you know, sprinkling it here and there. We love the whole fact that he, Jesus came and died for you and I, but, but there's a lot of wisdom in the wisdom literatures and epistles. It's this knowledge, but we've rejected it. Look at Proverbs, it says this, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of what? Knowledge. knowledge. And fools despise wisdom and knowledge. I just can tell you, you could do this, but I wouldn't recommend if you're going to lunch here. You can say, hey, don't be a fool. Tell your neighbor that. Don't be a fool. Don't reject wisdom. Don't reject God. Don't be a fool. Proverbs 18 says this, an intelligent heart. Say, see, I was just kidding because you really do have an intelligent heart. But it acquires knowledge and the ear of the wise seeks knowledge. Do you see where I'm going with this? Just a little bit of banging the drum. Let's talk about the Bible. To set us up about the Bible. Now, we were talking about the word and the printed word. Let's talk about the Bible with an introductory to this video. Are you ready? Here we go. think listening is with our ears don't we i can tell you if you open the word whether it's on your electronic device or in print it will come alive if you ask the holy spirit to bring illumination to you see we believe and these are some beliefs of community church and i believe there are many that believe this that found in second timothy chapter three it says the whole bible and it's referring to the canonized, and we're going to get to that in just a minute, but the whole Bible was given by inspiration. It was it breathed out from God. Some of you say, well, I, I, if you have questions, come talk to me. We'll look it up in Scripture. But it's from God, and it's useful to teach us what is true. Oh, no, Pastor, I get on this satellite radio news, and I like these three initials better than those three initials of, you know, C and A and B and what all of them, that, you know. I, no! The Word of God from God is useful to teach us what is true and make us to realize what is wrong in our lives. It straightens us out, and it helps us do what's right. It's God's way of making us well prepared. How many in here like to be well more prepared? I do, and I can tell you it, at every point. It's not just about going to church on Sunday. It's in every way, fully equipped to do good to everyone. The only way you're going to get a, a full meal deal in this life is to be in the Word of God. And that's what we believe the Bible is for us in this church. 
the Bible, there's a lot of study we can do here. I, like I say, I had, <laughs> I had probably four weeks worth of material, but the Bible was written over 1,500 years ago across 40 writers. Uh, it was, it was a, uh, the Bible is factual. It, it talks about events and news. It's backed up by many different other sources that are not part of the canonized Bible, but every one of them validate what is in the Bible, what was written by the Bible. And our historians and archaeologists have repeatedly, say repeatedly, that means more than once, repeatedly confirmed its authenticity. If you've ever wondered if this is just some man's, you know, what? It, no, it's, it's the real deal breathed by God it's the same as it was originally written and it'll be the same in the future and it'll be full of truth that still applies archaeology confirms the Bible's historical accuracy I I don't remember if I put a, a I think I did put in here maybe not but the Dead Sea Scrolls you know that popped up in the 70s many many years after the Bible and the original manuscripts all it did is confirm there was a 98 or 99 percent of everything that had been written it was found in the Dead Sea Scrolls also folks the Bible's a real deal I just want you to get that. I don't care what whoever says, it's a real deal. And it's been confirmed. And it's the central message. All these authors over all the years is that God who created all of us desires a relationship with us. That's the message. And he calls us to know him and to trust him. That's the message of all mankind. And it will be that until eternity. Do you understand why this is important? A little history because I know you just want to have some trivia for the games you play during the Super Bowl breaks or whatever I don't know anyway a little bit about the history of the Bible there's a lot of scriptures that were written and it goes all the way back to nine years before Christ it, it, it's it, even six years this whole process when the Hebrew the Jewish nation there were manuscripts and whatever but the first Hebrew Bible began to be uh, crafted with with the Torah and and some of the initial uh, scriptures that we we read about today in our own Bible then the Septuagint, which is about 3 B.C., uh, was when they took the Hebrew Bible and, and wrote it into Greek. Remember the whole area there, there was a lot of Hebrews and Greeks, and the Greek was kind of the, the thing you wanted to make sure and reach those people. The Septuagint is also what the Christians in Rome, pretty much many of them would re read and have as their text. Again, no New Testament. There's a lot still missing, but those five books of the Bible, the Torah, uh, was definitely there. The New Testament, okay, the New Testament began to be written. They were talking about the 27 books here. Uh, it was written in Greek. It's in, now, we're now on the other side of Christ, death, burial, and resurrection, hallelujah. And we're over here, and they begin to pin those things down. And, and, and we know them as the Gospels when you get into the four books there. Uh, and it took about 40 years later to begin to bring that into, is this trivia kind of cool or what? I just try to... So here's the Gospels were written about 70 years after Christ, or 40 to 70 in that, and it began to, to be concluded about 70 years, and, and, and then at the 100-year mark, the book of John was written. Again, all of these were in Greek. How many in here studied Greek? Can you all read out of the Greek? See, isn't that great? You know, I'm glad we don't have to, you know, I don't even know how to speak Greek, but anyway book of revelation kind of the final book in the new testament was written about 95 years 
Actually, it was written in the, the country of Turkey. Again, it was written in the Greek. The biblical canon, which uh, there's a lot of history and a lot of reasons behind this, actually uh, happened in the 200 to 500 years after Christ, okay? And it took the, the Hebrew the, through the Aramaic, the Greek, and the Latin, began to be done through this canonization, this bringing about, together all these manuscripts into what we uh, now call the Bible. You say, well, I thought the first Bible was the King James. <laughs> well, the complete first Bible was done in French in the 13th century, and the entire Bible was, was written or brought together, put together in, in Czech in 1360. This is almost 250 years before the King James, by the way. Wycliffe, everybody heard about Wycliffe? Wycliffe was, uh, uh, did a, another translation called Middle English, okay, where they, he was a professor and they put some things together, and that's when the Latin Vulgate was, in that era, was beginning to be written. Then the, how many have heard of Gutenberg? One was auctioned off not uh, too many years ago for one point some odd million dollars, a single copy. One of the first Bibles in Latin, a language printed, but it was done in Germany. But the reason it was so important, it was the very first one that the printing press began to be used. That's what exploded the use of the Bible across this world, across many, is that movable type. Interesting, huh? Then there was a Geneva, where's the King, it's coming, okay. The Geneva Bible, okay, it was when they first started putting little verse numbers. Aren't you glad we have verse numbers? Turn to 1 John chapter 3, verse, okay? That's when that was introduced. Notes and reverences. And it was the first English study Bible. Then you come into the King James. Everybody give an applaud for King. Yay. 1604 is when it was uh, uh, brought together. It was actually published in 1611. It wasn't really by the right motives. King James wanted to be good with the church, and there were some other reasons you can read about it. But we're glad it happened because he was trying to take all of this. was in hard for the, the masses to read, and he was trying to uh, appease the, the Puritans and the Calvinists, they, and, and now it's in a, an ability where everybody can read it. That thing that you and I read, 1611 when it began now there's translations since then i did bring in the dead sea scrolls because here we are 1947 i thought it was in the 70s 1947 is when they were found and they've been studied ever since i had the privilege of seeing a part of the dead sea scrolls when i was in israel last but we'll see it again when we go but 98 percent similar every it just can i just say the bible is the real deal no matter what the culture might say so how do you get a grip on this thing this scripture this bible i mean if you think about it do anybody have a bible with them or a book imagine this if i were to want to get a grip on the bible that's a pretty good grip there you try to take the word out of my hands it'd be a little harder because i got everything holding on right but what if i go well i got it about like this you're going to be able to yank that. That's why we need as a body of believers and as individuals, we need to get a grip. Tell your neighbor, you need to get a grip. See, we need... <laughs> Some of y'all are meaning a lot more than I meant. Anyway, but you need to get a grip. You need, to, you need to hear it and read it and study it and memorize it and meditate on it. It's an important thing, but it's got to get into you. So the first thing, everybody hold up your hand. I'm sorry if you only have four digits because this is a five-digit message but look at that hear it romans 10 17 hear the word hear the word so you can say all right hear the word right everybody say hear the word, hear the word. 
we can turn it into a chant. The next thing, you need to read the Word. Say, read the Word daily, regularly. Read the Word. So we've got, what's the first one? What's the second one? All right, we're going to get this down. Then the next thing, it's the only good thing for that finger, is to study. (laughs) Study the Word. (laughs) I don't know, yeah, it's all on the Internet now. All right. (laughs) We're to encourage with that finger. We're to (laughs) study edify okay but what we're supposed to do first thing is what hear it what's the second one what's the third one all right do you like this all right and imagine the next one you know because really after three it's getting a lot better than that just hearing it a lot of people just come to church on sunday and they hear it and that's awesome thank you they get on the internet or whatever and hear it. but can i tell you begin to listen and then you begin to read it and you begin to what study it and it gets to where that word can't be yanked out by blowing winds of the culture or somebody trying to feed you a, a bucket full of uh, nonsense, okay? Then memorize it. There's verification in Scripture that talks about memorizing the words. Everybody get their little memorizer out, memorize, okay? And here's the last one. Oh, there's the second part. Witnessing, encouraging. Part of why you hide God's word in your heart is so that it's all available when you're in a situation, didn't even expect it, and all of a sudden something comes out of it and you're like wow that was scripture for the moment that god knew that person needed what's the next one meditate Meditate. some of you have done this that's hitchhiking for some of you uh some of you done this but meditate meditate that's that guy on the what's that statue you know anyway uh meditate uh, in conjunction with all these other things the spirit let the spirit simmer let the spirit bring it in th- ponder it into your own life into every situation begin to meditate and allow god to take this thinking and say uh, and say now apply it to to, to my life I, I, god i want your transforming power i believe the words you uh, inspired by you it's powerful as a two you know all those things we just read but you begin to read it and then you meditate so how can i have it be powerful in my workplace how can i have it be powerful as i talk to my wife and we go through the tunnel of chaos at times. How can I have it be power? That's the meditation, and God will reveal it in your heart. All right, so everybody hold up their hand like this. All right. Now, if you're in the South or if you're a preacher, there's the next word actually has multiple syllables. Say power. So you got to apply it. You got to take off some of you like, okay. And you, and you put it all together in that grip. But you got to apply it. You got to get a grip. And so what we were saying here, look here, the ways to get a grip is you hear it, you read it, you study it, you memorize it, you meditate on it, and you apply it. Some of you all have applied that to the seat. You, some of you all applied that into other situations. But let me tell you what, if you want to be transformed, you take the word of God more than just something that you're supposed to do. I love that we're in a, having a, a study or, or a, an effort to read the Bible through as a church. And I know many of you have your own plans, but it's on our app. It's on, on emails. It's on uh, version Bible. You can get in the Word. And please don't go, well, I didn't get started in January, so I'll just wait till next year. Just get in the Word Amen. and begin to trust it and believe that it will take you places you never thought you could go because it is powerful. When you take it, 
and the Holy Spirit blows across that in your spirit, um, great and amazing things happen. The kingdom will come through you and around you like you've never seen before. At, if you want to be transformed and you want your mind renewed, you need to be in the Word. Amen. Be in the Word. Let's all stand for just a second. Now I want you to take out whatever form of the Word that you brought. Maybe it's your phone. You don't have to go to the app. Just go and you hold it up. Okay? That's that Claymore sword I said, that, that, that sword that, you know, I don't know. You may have a two-sided. It may be a samurai. I don't know what your sword is. But can I just tell you that if you were going to battle, you needed all the weaponry you can get. If you're going to be transformed, you need this. You got to not just own it. You got to know what's in it. So you got to get in it. Amen. You got to get in it. And so I want us to read this over ourselves, okay? I want us to read this as your prayer to God. And, and I know this sounds kind of crazy, but I, but I, I, I just want to, I, I think it's important that we see what this is telling us, okay? All right? Read out loud with me together. For this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue, virtue with knowledge, and knowledge with self-control, and self-control steadfastness, and steadfastness with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love. For these qualities are yours, increasing. They keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the what? Knowledge, knowledge, applied turns into wisdom, wisdom. But I can tell you what it'll do is you, you get in on kingdom things. So from me to you, and there's so much more we could study. Like I said, I cut out a, a bunch of material. But I can tell you that maybe in a week or so I'm going to do a Sunday night thing just to dive in on how to study, what are the tools of study. Um, but you've got to get into the Word of God. You need to understand, you need to meditate and get a grip, get a grip, get a grip, get a grip, get a grasp, get a grasp. Consider right now if you were challenged by something, some thought of the culture, something you heard on the, can you stand and say, I know the truth, or at least I know where it's at, or I'm not going to believe that till that lines up with this. It's got to line up with this. God will never lead you away from this. The spirit of the living God, no matter what you're praying, will never... You say, well, I heard from the spirit. There are other spirits. Just be careful. The spirit of the living God will never contradict his word. We're going into battle, folks. There are some things ahead that we... It's not even showing up on the news. Can I just say that? But there's some things ahead that the church is going to face, and you need to be grounded. You need to have a good grasp, a grip on the word. I don't want you to perish. Look around. Who do you want in here to perish? How about your kids? No. So get in the Word. Make it that important. If I said you could save 25% off your income taxes if you come and do this, y'all would be running up here. It's more important than that. So let's pray. Father God, we thank you that your Word is the same yesterday as it is today and tomorrow because you're the same yesterday, today, and, and tomorrow. We thank you that you inspired writers to capture you and your love story to us father we know we're part of your story and especially as believers those of us that have trusted you and said yes to you as our savior 
are written into the future and maybe we don't even know it but we are father i pray for this congregation i pray that those that have not said yes to you there is no way the holy spirit can illuminate what you want to illuminate in their lives so have them and lead them to saying yes to you but for the rest of us We've got to move past an, an, an experience and a feeling for the Lord, a love for the Lord. Those are great. But God, you say we've got to know you. Amen. And we've got to know the word. And you want conquerors, warriors, confident believers facing what's ahead in love and in grace as we move your kingdom forward. So I pray for each person here that we would see the word in a greater way in our hearts that we would have an appetite and that we would grow and we'd keep growing and we're not the same in six months we're not the same in three months lord we every day say teach me lord teach me to be more like you reveal it in the word revealing in my life lord i pray that we have encounters father that start something in community that you would breathe over that whatever it takes lord we're your children and we want your kingdom to come and your will to be done. Now I pray that you go ahead of us, you go with us, you open our eyes to see not only in the physical but also in the spiritual. Give us ears to hear as you speak to us and let us extend you to a lost and dying world. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you all. Fist bump somebody on your way out. Get into the word. All right.